Hey, welcome back, everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and I am in the Wash Media Studios here at the Lodge, joined on the other side of the table by Phil Battaglia. Phil, how's it going, man? Good. Um, I was really glad that you were able to to make it to the podcast today because I know that you're you're busy this week studying up, getting ready to watch all hours of the summer games. Um, in, oh, to- in Tokyo, right? You've been, which might not happen. You've been texting me about like, oh, like you got to check out this guy on the decathlon, and yeah. like, what's you know, what's the best kit to go to an archery meeting, like an archery match, and um, and that's that's why today is our Olympic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are just going to talk about all of the gymnasts that 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 whose whose uh, whose muscles you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be staring at, and. Um, all of the water polo players who are about to become household names, and uh, you know, we'll just, go over the uh, full roster of every full roster country. How, how excited are you for skateboarding? <laughs> yeah, uh, at the Olympics this year. <laughs> uh, sure. If it's on, I'll super watch it. excited. Very, yeah, very excited. That's that's the answer that is I'm, Ryan. That I'm uh, for. What's his face? <laughs> Boarding Sheckler. Sheckler. I yeah, he's representing the the US of A. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was, man. <laughs> Uh, in all serious th- seriousness, though, I I turned on the X Games this past weekend, yeah. just like very very passively, mm-hmm. and it was best trick on the half pipe. Yeah, Tony Hawk was was huh? was was riding the half pipe, dude. He was in best trick. He entered. <laughs> this guy win? is like fifty two years old. No, he did not win. Guess 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 who won? Guess how old the gold medalist was? Eighteen. Twelve. Shut up. Yes, there is a twelve year old. His name's like. Gee Curry, I think, uh, and he is a little. He cried. He cried like a child when he won the gold medal. medal Incredible, because he it probably doesn't even have any hair under his arms yet, man. Is he in the Olympics? I don't know if he's in the Olympics or not. I, I was totally kidding about the Olympics. Um, nobody I, cares. I, and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you said, like I'll put it on. I'll. I'll it's yeah. but but with Tokyo, the the hours are super strange, so you're not going to see almost anything live. Unless you're watching like a morning event late in the evening, um, no fans, people are really negative about this. The performances are all probably going to be really bad because nobody can have sex in the villages with these cardboard beds. Um, uh, nobody has any family or friends there. It's a very, very weird experience. I feel bad for all of the athletes involved. Uh, I don't feel bad for Japan because why were they not yeah, passing out the vaccines like all the other developed countries, you know? They weren't. No, that's why that's why they're in this mess to begin with. Wow. Anyways. The um, sprints. I like a sprint. You like a sprint? Like an, arch- a, an archery sprint? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of 100-yard uh, dash. Oh, yeah. Track and field. Track and field. 200. Yeah. Even a 400 I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of track and field, there was a uh, a Beats by Dre commercial that that aired that debuted during the nba finals and it uh it featured a snippet of a new kanye west song oh did it really yeah did i say that this commercial featured shikari richardson no okay featured shikari richardson that's why that's how it related to track and field right she's the 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 runner that that tested positive for marijuana got left off the olympic team Mm -hmm. etc um Donda 
album dropping this Friday. Kanye album. Uh, let's just start here. What are, what are the chances that this album is any good? 25%. 25%. Okay. Yep. I was thinking low 30s was my I was I was I was at the gym literally thinking about what the percentage was that this album was good. There will be I was, one I was trying track. to I was trying one to come track up with for sure. I was trying to come up with like an exact number. One banger, the rest will suck and there'll be another one that you're like, "Eh." I there there are so many things just going on with the current situation. <clears throat> I I feel like it's I don't know. I'm I I am far more hopeful for this album than I have been for for any certainly the last two. But I I was also pretty iffy on Life of Pablo, which is probably a top three for mm-hmm. me. Maybe I don't know. I have to go back and and it's always hard after Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to to get a cohesive ranking because I like all of them. Uh, you should for, do a re-listen for for different reasons. Um. Look, art is is general general good art is often produced from moments of like real change or real strife. Uh and so I, look at somebody like Adele. I was just thinking that. Turns out yeah. an in, incredible albums right. when she goes through a breakup. Sort of in the same vein as is Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Little a little bit less uh I don't know. I don't want to say profound because I don't want to like diminish her own relational like relationship issues but she derives a lot of her tracks and and content from you know kind of ups and downs of her personal life and uh and and for whatever reason like like i i think kanye was just like too deep into the tumult of it all the last two now that he is kind of on the outside of it or 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 on the you know the swing back up Dating somebody new hasn't been in the news for anything like, you know, off the wall recently, except for that he's going everywhere and like a full on balaclava at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I don't know. I, I cannot help. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how, like, despite our kind of desire to leave this guy behind when he pops up for music or for fashion, especially when it's for the things that he is known for and and exceptional at it's like it is super super hard to to say now nah, we're not interested yeah very like, interested i'm very interested yeah fuck yeah um and uh and and he kind of announced this uh last night he's back on he's back on the grom at Kanye West and uh he he did a little photo <clears throat> dump here and Kanye's doing he's doing outfit grids now Phil yeah you see this outfit grid yeah well, we got to do a breakdown of it, okay? <laughs> because, you know, I th- th- y'all mind if I gas gas the pot up here? Because we basically over the over the series of the last six weeks, I don't know. We kind of called all everything that he's doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, this 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 main kit pick that he gets off here, where he is standing or, or squatting, doing the Slav squat on some type of metal drum cylinder thing. This is a very this is a very dope uh, kit pick, mm-hmm. and I, I've, I'm I'm hearing rumblings that that we're going to be on the other side of this glass wall here, in the wa- in the Wash Media yeah. Lodge Studios. I'm hoping that they are going to decorate with some of these metal cylinders so that I can get a pick just like this off. If not, you can hop right up here on this table. I'll, if not, I'll just gargoyle on the table. Yeah, that's that's what I'll do. 
let's go to this. Let's let's take a look at his uh, his outfit grid. The first thing that we talked about after the Grammys is that leather was back, and that's the base of this outfit. Is a pair of well worn, what look like Eddie era, uh, Saint Laurent leather pants. The jacket and the boots are both a brand that we call that 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 we brought up as like the hottest in high fashion, both Bottega Veneta. And uh, I saw somebody post on Twitter last night, like within like the hours after he had posted this, and it was like the Google chart for Bottega Veneta searches. <laughs> and th- this yeah. this is the impact that this dude has yeah. and still has no matter how crazy he gets, no matter how bad the music is, he posts something like this and like it's just a it's just a straight line up the searches for like Bottega Veneta boots, Bottega Veneta jacket. Last night, late last night, I was like on Matches Fashion, just peering around, seeing if any of this if this stuff was actually current if it currently available or if it's all a season or two old. This morning, everything that looks like the tire boots in that similar color or that jacket, which is like a blueson style jacket. Again, something that we pointed out when we talked about the resurgence of leather is that like this like more simple paired back style with like a true like almost shirt collar, like is 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 the direction that things are going. This jacket is not leather, it's like a felted piece. But this stuff is all like borderline sold out as of this morning mm-hmm. on very on various e-com sites. You should have kept those leather pants, dog. And and this is I mean, this is <laughs> very, very, very expensive stuff. That's that, and that, that's kind of the interesting thing, right? It's like, like, you know, it's not that surprising when he when he shows up on Keeping Up with the Kardashians in all white Ultra Boosts, and the all white Ultra Boosts sell out. Mm-hmm. Not surprising if he, you know, wears a pair of like, I, 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 nothing's coming to mind right now. But, but those those more attainable items, he wore that Dickies jacket at at the Met yeah. Gala for uh-huh. his, for instance. You know that thing sold probably, <laughs> you know tens of thousands of additional units over mm-hmm. the over the course of the next three months after that. And they can churn those dickies out, baby. And they can churn those bad boys out. So something like that never sold out. This is such a different, like, like Bottega was already, you know, cre- like having this big crescendo of a moment. It was already very Instagram f- friendly. And then Kanye dr- drops this as the, as the outfit grid. Like, there is no question... In, in in my mind now that over the next several seasons, like Bottega will be as popular as Saint Laurent and Gucci and Prada, basically. Mm-hmm. And Louis Vuitton. Like it's he just elevated it to like household name for every, for anybody that follows his music and his style and, and whatever else he brings to the table. So um you know, congratulations to us first and foremost. <laughs> Uh, but also, you know, it's uh, it's it's a good look. That's the other thing. Like all this stuff, he keeps it easy. He keeps it simple. The stuff is all super nice. But at the end of the day, it's a black blouson ja- jacket with black pants and black boots mm-hmm. and some cool jewelry. Like so, it, it it's he he's certainly not reinventing the wheel here. But all this, I, I, him dropping this is is of significance because. It, it it cements the status of these items and then these brands for the foreseeable future. Um, Nike socks. Is that what he had on? They're at the bottom of the outfit grid. 
Oh, okay, yeah. You think there's trouble in paradise? <laughs> Damn, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. So the uh is anybody in the comments mentioning Yeah, oh yeah, there's the, definitely the... comments on it. But nothing nothing of uh of note, like yeah. no no real This is weird because Kanye is like a borderline or a billionaire at the moment because of the Yeezy line, because of his Adidas sneakers. On paper, he's a on paper, right? But but that that's that's that, that's been the main source of his income. That has catapulted him into that like Billy or near Billy status, mm-hmm. M- more so than any music has. He hadn't mm-hmm. toured in four years, and the last two albums were flops essentially. And and you know these guys. Spotify streams are not making you hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. is my point here. Mm-hmm. So it seems really, really unlikely that he is like, I don't know, backing out of an Adidas deal. They're the ones that gave him all of the, you know, the agency and the creative control and the and and have have stood by him like every step of the way as he, you know, figures out these last four years and runs for president and and and. <laughs> All that's all all that such. Uh but still kind of feels like a shot. Yeah. Here. That he would include I I'm pretty sure Adidas makes some black socks. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know I, I feel like he is saying something. What it is, I don't know. I, I it's also interesting that none of this is his own line, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's none of it is Gap Yeezy, none of it is is uh is his own Yeezy clothing line. Which I'm not even sure is is currently producing clothing at the moment, but I, I, but I don't know. I, I I feel like there's. My guess is that this is just some uh, that he has some artistic meaning behind this this particular outfit grid, and the inclusion of Nike socks like either says something or means something or is uh, potentially even like an olive branch to the brand. I, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to work out like it's something re-releasing Nike Kanye retros, but you know, but he needs a piece of the pie. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, I mentioned how he's wearing a, a a balaclava all around the place, and it's been really interesting. You know, this here what he's got on is is more of like a like a like a ski mask type mm-hmm. thing or like a face warmer yeah. even. The the ones that he's been wearing around, like <clears throat> like he was at an NBA game, and when he uh, previewed the album for Kevin Durant, he's wearing like a big, like almost like a wool, just like sack on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Looks very like crochet and knit. He 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 was all about the Margiela masks um, during his Yeezus da- his Yeezus days, and on that tour where he perform- performed almost the entire show, if not the entire show, and like those bejeweled um, face coverings and masks. Any takeaways from 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 what statement he's trying to make with the the balaclavas and, and the mask wearing? No, I think it's just classic Kanye. Just I, I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna pull that off. It it also kind of reminds me of like like you know the rapper MF Doom. No, I know the name. He's he's like I, I'm not super familiar with the music either, but yeah. I know he's kind of a cult hero. Uh-huh. Very like more on the underground side of things extremely well respected and and cert, like you know people that consider themselves like true hip-hop fans or like deep cut hip-hop fans or underground hip-hop fans 
usually really like MF Doom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's MF Doom always wore you know that like that, that big kind of um, comic book looking like mask, like a Spartan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh huh, yeah, very Spartan. And then uh, and then obviously Daft Punk. Yeah, always in masks. So I I I, I think it's. I feel like it's referential referential to those things where it's kind of like not a, I'm not exactly sure what it's saying but it's it's almost like taking the attention like away from him and putting it on whatever it is he wants to focus on or it's putting it the, solely on him because he's the only guy in a mask. <laughs> also I mean yeah. But uh, yeah, he I loves he loves it. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to suss it out cuz it it's it clearly is like it means something to him. You know, yeah, but it also could just be it, another thing that it reminds me of is uh, Ricky Williams. Remember Ricky Williams? Yeah. So he always had the the visor, the dark visor mm-hmm. on his football helmet, and he would keep it on even for post game interviews because of his agoraphobia, because of his like social anxiety. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like a protection thing. Um, that also could be playing into this somehow. You know, I think it's, I think it's very, I think it's like, it, it's like, it, it's, it's also paparazzi related, right? Like you yeah. can't see my face. Like I'm not, not showing you my face. It'd be easier to move around. You know, you're not a hundred percent certain that's even him. Another great insight. We don't even know if this that's is not even yet. him in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, it might not be right. I, this one, I, I don't know. Those bulky ass shoulders. I, I know that's Kanye, but. Yeah, he could have gotten a body double for this uh, yeah. gargoyle. Who, we don't even know that he can slob squat like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the uh, the necklace is pretty cool. It's got all of his kids. All names his kids' names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's good. Did I see who was it that was courtside with that old Jesus piece that he used to always wear? Was it LeBron? I don't know. Maybe. Speaking of Adele, you know Adele is dating Rich Paul, LeBron's agent and business partner. I did not know that. Yeah, well, now you know. Man. Um, so another thing that I've been thinking about with this album release is that this all came together, it feels like relatively quickly, and Kanye is usually one to build up a lot of hype for an album and then continuously push it back. That's what he's done multiple uh-huh. times, and then sometimes and he just it. doesn't even release it. Yeah. But he, you know... He's he's in there tinkering with the tracks and the album artwork and like everything. And there's always this lead up and there's this there, you know, delay and this all seems to have come together this week. There's a launch party on on Friday on Friday, I believe, uh that he's doing in Atlanta at one of the stadiums there, very reminiscent of when he uh debuted uh, Life of Pablo at uh Madison Square Garden in New York all those years ago. And, um, you know, it, it seems like he is positively jumping back on the horse. Part of me wonders if he is sticking it to Drake, who is doing the whole, like, delay, pushback, not releasing it yet with Certified Lover Boy. Mm-hmm. And I, I dropped just a just a story post on, on our gram um, at Club Cool Pod of that Rolling Stone cover from 2008, <laughs> which was building up this battle between Kanye West and 50 Cent. 
Do you remember this at all? No. Oh, dude, it was such a big deal. And it was like the battle for the hip hop crown because they were both dropping albums, new albums on the same day. Kanye blew 50 out of the water on the album sales. If Kanye and Drake released on the same day, who you got? Kanye. You think Kanye? But now, but now we're we're not album sales. We're spins. We're Spotify listens. Yeah. You think Kanye takes it? Yes. Just because of his gravitational pull. Yeah. Not even a question. Okay. I think his fan base is so much more loyal and just anything he does, they're gonna do it. Drake is for the bops. Is for the number one hits. Uh-huh. But for like album releases, who is flooding Spotify with like listens all day long for the next three weeks? Yeah. It's the Kanye fan base. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Uh, I really want this album to be good. Me too. Just to circle be, back. Wouldn't that be good? Like, would love that. Um, Do you know how many tracks? I don't. No. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I hope he can pull the, I hope he can pull the, honestly, I'm not, wor- I'm, I'm far less worried about the beats than I am about the lyrical content. Because, because. You just don't know what this guy's going to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope that he can continue down this path, release the album, whether it's, you know, every track is great or not. Uh-huh. Just continue down this road and not go off path with some rant about, like, cereal or something. Yeah. Like, just something so stupid. Yeah. Because that is probably going to happen he'll come up with some sort of thing to latch on to go on a, a rant and then it's all everybody's like oh god he is right crazy. right well there's no question you're going to get kanye rants at least at his performances because he's always done that that's it's just fine like, it's just like, like how just keep it off of this stuff it's right and it's just like how crazy do the rants get yeah you know running for president like MAGA hats. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's one side of like, okay, compare yourself to Walt Disney all you want, but like, let's not talk about 5G towers, right? Yeah. That's what did the, he think? What did he think about he that? He hasn't talked about 5G towers. Oh, okay. I'm saying, please, please don't. <laughs> Damn. See, I, for sure, I would think he would have something to say. <laughs> you know, the whole like 5G yeah. towers are creating the coronavirus well, thing. they are. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, now Kate McKinnon, she's just shilling for Verizon, like, to get everybody a 5G phone yeah. for free. Like, yeah, you wonder why they're giving phones away for free that have COVID. the 5G on them? So that they can keep mind yeah. controlling you with COVID and lockdowns. She's part of the Hollywood she's elite. She's part of the Hollywood elite. Diddling little kids on the side. Yeah. Blood Boys, the whole, the works. Epstein Island, you name it. She's there. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to see. Yeah. That's the world we live in, Barrett. Just kidding for anybody that tries to uh, that wants to to clip that and just and, and put it online. <laughs> that would be they'd be, they'd be, the people would be coming after us. We just got awesome. such a big listenership these days, Phil. Hey, man, there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway, just big stuff. Uh, Kanye new album Friday. We'll uh, if it, if it actually drops, if it actually comes out, I'm sure I'm I'm sure we'll have more to say about it. Um. Last thing. You know, this outfit grid and, and kit pick aside, like I mentioned, he's been wearing the big bulky balaclava. He has also been wearing a black version of that blue yeah. jacket. Much better. Right. And can you see if there's a closure on there's it? There's no zipper. Oh. It is not. It does not close. Style only. No function, Phil. 
<laughs> you want to button that thing up? Get yourself a piece of rope. I'll tell you what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to get a belt. Yeah. Just belt it. Belt. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Shoelace, belt, whatever you want. Just you, you're, you're going right around the waist. Yep. Beautiful. You got a DIY on that one. <laughs> and that's okay. We got to get one of those. We do. We do. We do need one. Yeah. Um, it's in the wash budget. I'm sure they can get one. Yeah. Of them. Well, they're they're building this fancy new studio yeah. over here. Like, yeah. They got. They get. They got. Randy. They got to get one for us. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's uh. Let's break. Hear from today's sponsor, and then we'll be back with more. Today's episode of Club Cool is brought to you by the Headspace app. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep and focus and act and be better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. It is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. And whatever the situation is, it really can help you feel better. Whether you're overwhelmed with life and work or kids or you need to sleep better or you need some help finding new workouts, or you need better playlists to help you focus. They've got it all. They even have little three-minute SOS meditations for you when you're in a pinch and you don't have much time and you just need that quick fix to calm down and reduce stress and improve sleep and boost focus and just increase your overall sense of well-being. It's all such great stuff. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. That number is just keep, just continues to climb. Um, you know, you've got a download here on my phone. I pull this out at least once a week. It's important to to, to just kind of take that moment for yourself and recharge. Uh, and you know, 2021, not as bad as 2020, but still kind of just as crazy. You never know. And you never know. We got all this Delta now to worry about. We don't know where things are going. You 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 need the Headspace app so that you can just keep yourself centered and sticking to what matters and 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 not creating too much worry and insanity inside your own brain. That's why you need the Headspace app. It makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime and anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com/clubcool. That's headspace.com slash clubcool for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation that you might find yourself in. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash clubcool today. All right, Phil. uh, Let's see. Where should we go from here? Uh, Last night, speaking of sports, Olympics, um... There was another big sporting event last night. The Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship for the first time in 50 years. Congrats to those guys. Uh, big ups to Giannis, who really came through. 17-19 and 19 on the free throws. Absolutely insane for a Shaq-level free throw shooter. He earned it. Um, I, I, I saw some photos floating around, floating around the web last night of these guys with their ski goggles on and their bottles of champagne and their, and their cigars. And there was uh, there was one pick that I saw. I, I I've I've since lost it, but it's it's one of the Bucks players. He's sitting in his chair. He's got a cigar and his goggles on, and he's holding what looks to be a kind of a, a pink effervescent bottle of something. You, I know what you're thinking. And 
I know that it's just probably like some Veuve Clicquot r- Brut Rosé or, or Dom Rosé or whatever it might be. But, you know, I, I couldn't help but think maybe that's a pet net. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, you know, have we perme- permeated enough with this natural wine thing <laughs> to where NBA championship celebrations, these guys are yeah. like, oh, is that the new uh, natural wine? Is that yeah. or- organic grapes? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how funky is that one? Uh, just a light effervescence. Um, no, it's not that. These guys are spraying it all around. They they just want expensive stuff to 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 sip on bubbly. But I did think it would be fun and funny and cool to see some guys just like because you know LeBron, D Wade, these guys are big wine drinkers. I, you, they got to be experimenting with the natural wine thing. Sure. Um, I, I was thinking about that especially because I have I've started making true headway into natural wine discovery. Mm-hmm. Finally, good. Um, Good for you. The the uh, and I'll I'll just I'll shout out our our central market here. It's our upscale HEB. Um, they have a really nice selection going, and they've positioned them well. There's this little offshoot, and it just it, it this just falls into all of our pop culture and and lifestyle stuff because it's like marketing is so important, even when it's just how you present natural wines inside of a grocery store. And so while there is like a small section in your your usual wine racks. They also have this little like rustic looking black wooden like cubby thing mm-hmm. over on the side. And that's where all the natural wines are. And you know all these natural wine bottles, they look a little funky too. They look a little more rustic, maybe a little more unfinished. The uh the labels all kind of look like they were put on there by hand. There's not as many descriptions or or uh or grape callouts on the front. It's it's a lot of pictures, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of color. A lot of unique colors, like the oranges and pinks and yellows, that that you're not totally used to seeing um, with with traditional uh, wine, and it just like it just really hooked me. And I and I, I I I walked by, I saw some bottles that looked good and were priced well, and uh, I'll just give a shout out to to one, which is a Pinot Noir called Passe de Problème, um, and it is it, it it was a really nice just like entry into mm-hmm. natural wine because it's a really really great pinot but you can you can tell that there is something different about it mm-hmm. there's just like that slight hint of effervescence behind it this is a pet nat it's not a pet nat no it's just a pinot noir okay um and there's just something that brings some unique flavor to it that you don't get to a pinot mm-hmm. uh later in the in the week at HEB or at Central Market, I was there again. Um, I I found the Skins bottle that you recommended. Did you like it? I haven't tried it yet. Why well, can't drink that six bottles of wine in one night, Phil? You have it in the cellar. It's in my cellar. It's in yeah. the cellar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is an I which is an IKEA shelf in the living room Beautiful. on a like on a little CB two uh, wine holder wine Perfect. rack wine rack thing. Uh, so I picked up that one and I was like, well, if I'm gonna get this one. It's like $22, so I might as well get the six-bottle discount. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to get one bottle, might I as well, might get, as well five get five more. more. Yeah, so I, 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 and I had talked to the guy a little bit. I, I picked up five more bottles and a, <laughs> a couple more of the Pasta Problem Pinot Noir because I, I thought it was nice. so great. Uh, the one that I had earlier this week with a pasta dish was a was called uh, Smerizen by Mirko Miriati, I want to say. Um Excellent stuff. Just an awesome white wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I let me let me let me bounce what I feel like is a is a secret off of you. 
that I feel like nobody has said to me, but may, but may be accurate. I think natural wine is wine for beer drinkers. Uh huh. It's for hipsters. But th- there's like in just tasting these first few that I think are are really good examples of what natural wine and and what these pet nats can bring. It's like it's flavor profiles and in that funkiness that is honestly more like what you would get in like small batch IPAs mm-hmm. or you know weird like 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 farm beers out at uh at at Jester King. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this weird like mix of of fermentation and and hop and and the grapes and it's just like it's all of these these things kind of coming together in a way that is for me far more unique or at least you can tell the difference easier between these like various flavors in these bottles. And 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 that's one of the things that I've been thinking about why and why I'm so kind of immediately hooked after this after I finally like, you know, put my foot in the water not just a toe, but like, you know, can I tell the difference between a $10 bottle of red wine of a $10 bottle of cab and a $60 bottle of cab? Yeah. But can I point out to you like the flavor differences Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or like what exactly it is that I'm noticing that's different? Not really. Yeah. And that's, that, that's what I think is, is fun about this natural wine thing is that like, they are all so different Mm -hmm. in very clear ways, I think. And, uh, and, and, you know, the guy, the guy at Central Market, he even included like a, like he was telling me about one and he used like the word like dry hopped. And that's when I started, that's when this gear started turning yeah. in my head that like, this shit has a lot more in common with beer, I feel like, than it does with traditional mm-hmm. French and Italian and California wine. You ever, you, you, am I, am I, am I onto something there? Yeah, for sure. That's what I, I've always said that a lot of the stuff that's natural wine, it tastes like a sour beer to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Not all of it. Some of it is almost identical to the counterpart that's a conventional wine. Yes. And that's, uh, th- I think that's a good, that, that's what I was saying about that pasta problème, Pinot, is that like, it's close to a regular Pinot, but there is something yeah. you can, you also can point out like, oh, this is a little brighter. This is a little, mm-hmm. has a little slight effervescence. Like it's not as, um, none of these wines that I've had so far are anywhere close to as like uh, dry or acidic as as uh, traditional. So wine. one thing with the natural wine that is, the, a lot of the reason for that is that they're so unique is because each bottle is going to be unique. There's no... They don't have hardly any control over after yeah. they put it in the bottle, yeah. Because they're not adding the additives, they're not adding the additional sulfites. Additional sulfites, right? They're, right. They're not adding, you know, um, their own yeast. Some people just use the native yeast that's floating around in the the vessel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's no control. It's like just uh, you're off roading. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like a French. Pinot from Burgundy, where it is like dialed fucking in. They know exactly what's going into that bottle, and that next bottle is going to taste almost identical to it. Yep. Depending on when you're opening it. Right. And that's a good thing and a bad thing for natural wine, in my opinion, because it can go. They can they can turn bad much quicker, or be bad immediately than a conventional wine. The where natural wines can. Yeah, where they have more control over mm-hmm. the car. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 But. 
it's uh, there's something to be said for less is more, right? I mean, a lot of those wines that are natural that that have less additives, you know, they're just letting the the grape do the talking for the most part. That's a good thing, in my opinion. But some of them, I just I can't get with. Like we've done flights of natural wines before, and every one of them almost tasted the same. Mm-hmm. And they're different varieties, right? Varietals. They're like sour, sour, sour. A yeah. little more sour, a little less sour. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, like that just gets old to me. But, um, well, and I that that's a, that's I think that's a good kind of caveat to to include is that this is all very new to me. Me and, too. And so they are very. And so, like, part of what I am noticing is how different they are compared to traditional wines as i dive deeper and deeper i might eventually kind of hit that same plateau with with these where it's like oh yeah i i know what i'm getting now these are going to taste kind of funky and kind of sour and like maybe a little brighter a little bit maybe slight more slightly more fruit forward less tannic like all those types of things yeah. that that i think are, are qualities about them and then i'll just need to go back to the to traditional i don't know there was just something about and maybe it's the price range that I'm in with uh, with the traditional wines, where right. like almost every bottle that I buy is somewhere between ten and twenty two dollars. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. it's just hard to get a lot of differentiation or a lot of like or find that real kind of next level of quality like in that range. Yeah, and I'm not doing enough research to like, to really s- suss out the bottles that are kind of yeah a taste or or drink above that price level. And so everything is just starting to taste kind of the, kind of the same to me. Don't do the six pack anymore. Have the same budget. Go in there and get two good bottles, two different varietals, above thirty five dollars each, mm-hmm. and then you know pair it. You know, do some research. What are you going to cook for it? Yeah, uh, that's what we do, and it can get expensive. But I mean, not every weekend am I buying something forty bucks. Right. There's, right. No way. But if you can get above thirty, even above thirty-five for a bottle of something, consistently, it's there's just more to say in that wine. There's there's yeah. a longer finish. There's more. It's just more complex. And uh, I don't know. It's just more fun, I guess, if you want to go down that road. Because you're right. The stuff between t- ten and twenty-two, there's some good stuff in there. You know, on the higher end, mm-hmm. like towards the twenty-two range. But it can get tiresome i suppose yeah, monotonous yeah it's just it's kind of kind of how i've been feeling with it recently yeah. um yeah la- last note here on on my on my realization that that this stuff is comparable to beer it's also easy to drink oh yeah um, uh-huh. I, like, too easy too easy yeah, yeah I, i'm like there's already a big difference for me between drinking like a crisp sauvignon blanc or a crisp white uh especially in this heat and a red like I, we will pound a bottle of white wine. Yeah, easy, easy in oh, a yeah. night, and like very rarely will we go through like a whole bottle of Cab or Pinot yeah. or or you know a Cotarone or whatever like in an evening. Mm-hmm. This this natural wines this it's just because of the way it drinks. Mm. It's just a lot easier to suck down. I it, love that. It seems. <laughs> I love it. In the summertime, man, cold wine, whether it's a chillable red. Yeah, or a yeah. White I or... love a chillable red. Man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, so yeah, so, um, and a lot of those are probably low ABV too, right? Man, I think everything I was looking at, everything I picked is still in the 13, 14% oh, okay. range. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if it's lower ABV, then it's even closer to beer. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, you you had some notes on on champagne here. What were you? What were you? Uh... Oh, nothing. Just about the difference between the the way that they they do the pet net versus the traditional champagne, and that's boring. Okay. Well, you know, and if if LeBron wins another championship, I expect to see him popping pet nets instead of Shit. traditional champagne. That dude's popping some expensive French res. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he needs to, you know, he needs to get with the natural wine program. Come what on. What he should Come do on, is, and he probably already has, is he's got to have some money into some. In a winery? Yeah. In a vineyard? Yeah. For sure. I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We can move on from the, the wine talk. There is a, there's a GQ article from the, uh, the new copy of the magazine. I guess it's, what is it? August's, probably August's uh, edition. Um, it's called the New American Sportswear. It was put together and written, I think, largely by, yeah, or all by Rachel uh, Tajian. I hope I'm saying her last name right. She's a good Twitter follow, by the way. And I really, she, I like her writing for GQ a lot. I think she is probably the magazine's best asset at the moment. Um, and I think she has been really, really good about, like, pulling GQ out of the hashtag menswear era and, like, talking about the stuff that we're talking about on podcasts and we're talking about in discords and we're talking about online and like on seeing on Instagram, she's definitely been, uh, been a kind of key piece in, in keeping GQ kind of modern, modern mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. when it would, when it very easily could have just like lagged and fallen into the depths of, of, uh, hashtag menswear. Of, yeah. And just kind of in, installed there or always been one step behind and, and whatever. And, so I think she's I think she's done a great job. I, I I mostly just wanted to to kind of call out this column and, and suggest that everybody go read it. Uh, there are a few insights to be made though. Um, the first thing is I'll, I'll just read you the the brands that are the ten new Amer or the ten the new American sportswear brands. Ten American brands from Telfar to Fear of God to Amelion Dor are setting the agenda for American style around the globe and making the clothes we all want to wear most right now. Um, let's see. Here are the brands. Let me get the list. Um, dang, where is it? I just had it up. Sorry, guys. Okay. It is Rude, Fear of God, Bodie, M.A. Leondor, 18 East. Todd Snyder, Eckhouse Lada, John Elliott, Noah, Telfar, and that's and 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 those are the ten. Okay. So, I, I I the point is, those are all brands, almost all brands that we have given a lot of expo like a lot of you mm-hmm. know time to. Yeah. On the podcast, they are the brands that like that we are talking about and focusing on and <clears throat> paying attention to really closely. Even if they're not, you know, even if they only make up a small percentage of our wardrobes, they're the ones that we're really like that draw eyes for whatever reason and and make a you know make a make a sport out of paying attention to them. Yeah, essentially. And that was one of the first things that I I, I wanted to one of the little blurbs that I I wanted to to pull out. I actually haven't gotten through the entire. Uh, article, but she says here, and let's see. Um, should have copied and pasted this one. While you're doing that, 
Let's talk about Jeff Bezos's um, cowboy hat. <laughs> Go for it, Randy. What'd you think? You liked it. That's a good looking hat. And there's a reason why he wanted it strapped on his head immediately upon emerging from that <laughs> capsule. Because he's bald? He, he knows he looks good in that hat. That's a guy that you know, he, he looks, he's like, yeah, I'm wearing this fucking hat to space. I want it ready for me when I get on the on the ground. Uh, it's worn in. It's nice looking. Do you think that he's different. wearing that hat on the reg? I guarantee Or do you is. think he bought that hat specifically for this trip? <laughs> I have a feeling like somebody... we buy like we buy a new swimsuit for like a beach vacation. He was like, uh, "I've got this. Uh, this I've got. Thing. I've got this. I've got this trip coming up. I need a. I need I a cowboy that, hat for it." That hat looks like it was worn in by a, a real Texan that gave it to him upon his arrival. In he probably bought West it Texas. like on you know from like uh, from Sotheby's, and it was like worn by John Wayne or something. He bought it from the guy whose ranch he took over. Probably. <laughs> It's like, hey, we're going to put a launch pad in the middle of this field, and uh, I want your hat. Yeah, too, include pal. the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a good-looking hat. I, I, the jokes yesterday were all very yeah. good, very funny. Mm -hmm. I personally don't take that much offense to Jeff Bezos launching himself into space with I don't his either. money. Like, it, it's it's feels like a straw man argument to be like, oh, you did this, but you're like not as philanthropic as you should be. Right? It's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a... It's like whataboutism, I think, is 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 a term that I've heard for it. But it's like he can do both. If we want to call him out for for not donating nearly as much money to causes as his wife has, for example, mm -hmm. after the the split, I think she's donated ten billion already, wow. and like that, I think that largely dwarfs at least what his public donations have been. That's a good thing to call him out for. But I don't think it like let the guy go to space, man. Yeah. Let him build out this this piece of this thing that he's interested in. I don't know. It's it. it all of like the the kind of the vitriol aimed at him for doing this billionaire space joyride, I, I thought was like I get I get it. The jokes are funny, but I don't really have that big of an issue with it. Not at all. So people are haters, Barry. Um okay. I, I found the, the the quote that I was looking for. Sorry about that. Um here it is. Uh, something exciting is happening in American fashion, a shift in the clothes American men are wearing in the way success is defined in the fashion business. Driven by designers who idolized Ralph Lauren and were raised on the streetwear-inflected sportswear of the 1990s. And then here's the important part. They are also speaking to a new generation of consumers who see fashion and these designers as popular culture. What's the intersection that we reside on? <laughs> uh, a product similar to music or sports to follow like fanatics who view shopping as entertainment, a way of hanging out, and clothes as a way to demonstrate their depth of knowledge in a world of social media-fueled Micro, -chen, micro trends um and then there, there's another piece of this that like speaks to these brands that are basically selling having a lifestyle as a lifestyle and it kind of calls out how like millennials like derive and kind of name success as having a lifestyle that's like a metric that's like a you know that's a that's a that's a piece of the 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 equation for success for like people our age is like having a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. do, do you know what I mean? I think so. It's 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 like it's it's almost man. I I certainly relate to this a lot because in my mind it's like I I almost value the you know am I going to the restaurants that I want to go to? Am I able to go on like the trips that I that I want to go on? Am I able to 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 buy the things that I want to buy? 
And I think I think we as a generation like largely put that ahead of like the actual numbers in the bank. Yeah. And so maybe that comes at the at, at the cost of like whether it's like saving or having kids or a lot of this or homes, which are obviously like out of affordability for lots and lots and lots of people, even people that make decent uh, earnings mm-hmm. at the moment. Right. Yeah. So it's just it's 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 uh, I think the priorities have just shifted. And that's obviously social media fueled because we so, we all spend so much time there and, and we want to broadcast the lifestyle that we're that that we're out there living as well. But I think that's kind of the point is if these these brands are able to harness that energy and it, it you know, and it just it like it reminds me of, of the way I heard Drake's music described once, which is like Drake makes music you want to listen to while hanging out with your friends. And I thought that that was like just the perfect description. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way that like the clothes I'm interested in are clothes that I want to wear while doing cool stuff, mm-hmm. while doing fun things. And so I, it's just. That, that that's one of the the kind of the through lines of of this column seems to be how these these brands are capturing not only what we want in clothes but what we want in lifestyle, and they all kind of harken back the, to the OG of that, which is Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. And these brands are all wildly different price ranged and 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 for the most part very very different in their individual styles as well. You know, Fear of God and Eighteen East don't share a lot in common yeah uh certainly not from a price perspective right Mm -hmm. but i think but but i i think it's very clear even though that they are so different that both of those brands consider ralph lauren as like the icon as like the this as the you know the one essentially and that's you, you definitely see that in in brands like ald and noah as well John Elliott, I think, has referenced, you know, wanting to become Ralph Lauren, as has Jerry Lorenzo. Um, and so I, that, that's 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 definitely like a like another big piece of this as far as these brands are all very different. What is it that they have in common? Uh, but just I don't know, kind of kind of cool to see that 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 uh, that these brands are, are getting recognition is like what we're paying attention to what our listeners are paying attention to uh you know etc so uh <laughs> also of note Rachel was able to get interviews with all of these designers except for Teddy Santis who is notoriously like allergic to giving interviews really? he basically doesn't do them interesting and i mean i, I pretty clear that you're not going to do any interviews when you're featured in this type of of big column in GQ uh-huh. and you're, and, there will be no interviews and there will be. Yeah. Like if you're you not doing that one, if you're not doing this one, yeah. you, you're not, you're not doing any of them. Yeah. Um, and that, it, it's just a, that's, it's another interesting thing with, with, with that particular brand where I, we've always, he's called out as like an amazing stylist in this brand. Like that's, that's where the, his power comes from. It's like merchandising and style and mm-hmm. styling almost more than like the individual items themselves or, or even as like a creator, as a designer, he's not reinventing the wheel with anything that he puts out, but the way that he puts it all together is yeah. like what separates him. Um, we've also called him like the best mood boarder ever, you know, the little pick the, the 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 photo dumps that he just drops that are all from all over the place whether it's new york and biggie and jay-z or porsches and mountain landscapes mm-hmm. or people in santorini or on the amalfi coast or fishermen in greece like 
all that, it just all meshes and it's like, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's able to, he's able to say so much through that, that I feel like he feels like saying anything at all other than that will like, could harm the brand or affect it yeah. in a negative way. So I don't know. Go Not ch- a bad stance, man. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's interesting. It's totally, it's totally interesting. And, and I, like you said, I mean, he he is obviously differentiating himself by not giving the interview as yeah, well. Right. So that's that's again like separating himself uh-huh. by 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 not participating essentially. Um, and it, you know, I mean, also kind of cool that I, I feel like I, if if I was him, my ego would be too big. I'd have to talk. <laughs> I don't want to gas myself up. I spent the first ten minutes of this podcast gassing our gassing ourselves up for. <laughs> Saying two trends that that Kanye has like adopted, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's gassing himself up by not by guessing. not doing it, yeah. by not gassing himself up. It's a different kind of gas. Yeah, that's uh, he's playing chess, not checkers, out there, Phil. Yeah, see, uh, see, you know who's gonna be on this list one day? My new favorite T-shirt. Thanks ooh. to you, Uniform LA. It looks great. I'm doesn't I'm, it? Do I'm, I look great? Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, feel yeah. great. And that color, that mocha color. I'm bummed that I didn't get the right size in that one because that color is is incredible. We we got to we got to wrap up actually the podcast right now okay. because uh, Pat should be dropping early links to to his mesh shorts. Oh shit! In about five minutes. Okay. And even though I said you know last week I said why are we all letting fashion persuade us to wear middle school PE shorts? I got a cop. <laughs> you know I got a cop. Like the I'm, pic like, he posted either was that today or yesterday? Last night I think that was nice. It looks they look yeah. great, man. Yeah. I, that, that's the thing. Like I. These What's are the comfy. name of this tea? The the artist tea. Perfect. Great. Um, Extra small. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I don't I don't really have a pair of mesh shorts. I've got like one pair. I've got one pair that's like a funky pattern from from uh, Jordan brand. Mm-hmm. But I've not I've not latched on to any of these just like regular solid color ones. The John Elliott ones were crazy expensive. The yellow label ones seem a little too baggy for my uh, pencil legs. <laughs> um, the Eric Emanuel ones have that god awful logo on them. The Aimee Leon Dora ones sell out way too fast. Uh, so just, there just hasn't been the right mix of things. But leave it to Pat to to, ch- to churn out, you know, the perfect one that's that's going to be approachable it's in price, comfortable, and tea, all man. the details thought out on these shorts. Got a re zip on the back, deep pockets, the yeah. right length. So we got to bounce. I gotta, right. I, I gotta, I gotta pull trick here. Wrap it up. All right, that's it. Um, yeah. Check out our uh, our sponsor. Get the Headspace app. Get your mind correct. When does that Kanye album drop? Friday. Go support us. Patreon.com slash Club Cool. Two tiers to choose from starting at only $2 a month. Uh, we'll have some great editorial content coming out for you over the coming days. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Club Cool Pod. That'll do it for us today. We will see you next week. Later. <laughs>